name is Paige Dantler, and this is Serial, one story told week by week. In today's final episode, I'm going to give you the long-waited-for conclusion. Who killed Heyman Lee, why, and how they got away with it. If you've stuck around for the past 12 episodes of Serial, you're more than likely confused. I was too. With a number of different stories, too many inconsistencies to even count, details that don't make sense, it's been all over the place. We've gotten to hear the story of a young teenage girl, Heyman Lee, and her murder on January 13th of 1999. We heard Jay Wild's story, one that holds Adnan Syed, his ex-boyfriend, accountable for her murder and how Jay helped him bury the body. At the same time, we've heard Adnan hold his innocence and have tried to make sense of why Jay wrongly accused him. It's been one heck of a ride, but I'm here to tell you that Adnan is innocent. So if not Adnan, then Jay? Well, not necessarily. Try Don. That's right, Hay's boyfriend. Not what you were expecting, was it? I personally think it's quite obvious and that those that handled this case let him slip by way too easily. I'll break down the story for you. So Sarah Koenig gave us details of how Hay made a stop before picking up her cousin that day after school, a task that was very important to her picking up her cousin, something that she did every day without interruption. But something made her change her mind, and that something was meeting Don, her boyfriend, and the boy she was obsessed with. Sarah even told us that Hay mentioned to friend Debbie that she was meeting Don after school. And if Hay was truly killed during the short window of time after school, it makes sense for Don to be the killer. He didn't go to Woodlawn High School at the time, as he was 22, and so he didn't have to make the long route from the parking lot to the scene. He was most likely there for many minutes, waiting for her. And before you question me about Don's alibi, I'll say right off the bat that it was a sham. Here's why it's obvious. crafter location that he'd never been at before, in Hunt Valley. That already screams suspicious, especially as Thomas Precht, a lab manager of 30 years in the Hunt Valley location, said it was especially unusual for Don to be there as no employee called in sick needing help. But Don had his presence confirmed by his manager, didn't he? Here's the kicker. The manager that confirmed Don's presence at work was his own mother. His mother, and she wasn't even at the Hunt Valley location, meaning she never even saw him working. Oh, and the time cards were deemed abnormal by employees too. The time card that Don used as evidence for his presence at work was checked in by a different ID than his usual one, i.e. his mother's ID. It was the same ID given to Uric too. Employees at LensCrafter even confirmed that even when working at a different location, the worker's ID stays the same, so there'd be no reason a different ID was used for Don's timestamp. I don't understand why this detail wasn't looked into more or why it didn't seem fishy. They also mentioned how time cards can be easily fabricated without evidence of tampering as long as the tamperer knows the right passwords. This is further evidence that Don's mother fabricated his timestamps to cover up the fact that he wasn't at work during the time of Hay's death. Lastly, an employee of Don's took special note of his hands when they came into work the evening of the 13th. Here's what he had to say. I call him SH. Okay, SH, so can you tell me about the evening you came to LensCrafter on January 13th? Uh, yeah, I came into work around 6 p.m. or so. Don was already there. Everything seemed normal, um, except for his hands. They were 
covered in scratch marks. Bandages went towards his wrists and scratches all over his knuckles. I remember them clear as day. So did you ask him about it? Did he try to explain himself or anything? Well, yeah, I, he told me it was for messing around with his car or something. I don't know. Okay, thank you. are evidence of hay fighting back. It's really sad. After work, Don claimed he got back home around 7 p.m. The cops tried to get a hold of him in hopes he knew about Hay's whereabouts, but they couldn't reach him until 1.30 in the morning. What was he doing for all those hours? He never called Hay to see where she was or if she was okay either. Now you might be wondering how Jay is wrapped up in this too, as it's impossible he isn't with all of his knowledge of the details. I'll explain. So, Don kills Hay. He buries her, then moves her car. He gets his mother to change his timestamps for his alibi, and then he goes back to work afterwards to have an employee see him there. Here's where Jay comes in. It might seem a little unbelievable, but stay with me. So if you didn't know, Don's dad is a cop. Yep, there's another parental figure with a lot of power. Don's dad knows about Jay's involvement with drugs and blackmails him into making up a story to protect his son Don. This would explain the mysterious attorney that Jay got from the prosecutor, Mr. Urich. Don's father's influence. Then the blame falls on Adnan. Don knew that blaming Adnan could be successful as he's the heartbroken and upset ex-boyfriend. It was the perfect plan. Don spent those hours after work making sure Jay knew of his involvement, perfecting his plan, getting the facts straight and the details set. He persuaded Jay into accusing Adnan by reminding him of how close Adnan was with Jay's girlfriend Stephanie, told him to channel that jealousy and anger. Jay got Jen to make the anonymous call to the cops to look into Adnan Syed to move the attention completely away from Don. And then, Don fell completely into the shadows after that. And motive, you might ask? That can be set up for question. I personally believe that Don found evidence of his continued feelings for Adnan or a romantic relationship with him. I believe that Don felt so betrayed that he demanded to see Hay ASAP after school, which is why she was so quick to abandon her usual routine of picking up her cousin to prove herself. Then he snapped and strangled her out of anger or frustration or both. I understand that this can be a lot to comprehend. It's a lot for me too, and it might not make total sense, but that's okay. It makes sense for Adnan, an innocent man with a huge heart, loved by everyone, mistakenly blamed for murdering his dear friend. He had to take the blame for a number of years, but hopefully this brings him peace. I hope not only Adnan can feel peace, but you can too. Thanks for listening. Next time on Serial. <laughs>